Welcome to episode 192 of Podcateers. This past weekend was super fun. Uh, we had a small group of us get together for some bowling and dinner afterwards. It was an evening filled with fun and lots of laughs. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to the next time that we get together. Uh, hopefully more people can make it out. We had uh, some messages of people that were getting sick with the flu and everything. It's been a thing. So to all those people, hope you guys get better soon. Uh, and hopefully next time Gavin will be around finally so that he can hang with us as well. This week we talk about our thoughts on the Incredibles 2 trailer. We talk a little bit about Black Panther. But just know that everything that we say was prior to hearing about the updated box office information. So we'll certainly be talking a little bit more about that film in an upcoming episode. Uh, but I do want to thank our pal Andre from the Walt Vault podcast. Uh, he and Michelle, also from the podcast, were in town for the meetup. But they had a chance to watch Black Panther on opening day. So he sent us some thoughts on the film. And we included that in this episode. So thank you for that, Andre. Did you guys know that Imagineering recently picked up another award for one of their newest attractions? We'll tell you which one it was in this episode. We talk about movies anywhere and what you need to know so that you don't lose the digital copies of your purchased Disney movies. Plus, make sure to head over to the blog for more information on what you need to do about that. Finally, we recap some of the announcements from this year's D23 Expo in Tokyo, Japan. Before we jump into the episode, just a few quick shoutouts. The first is to our friends over at Expedition Roasters. They recently released their latest flavors, Dark Side and Route 66 Tire Fix. If you didn't know, Gavin worked on the artwork for their new Cars-inspired flavor, and it is awesome. They are not sponsoring this episode, but we do love their products, and they're really good folks. And if you want to give them a shot, try our discount code POD20. It'll give you 20% off your first order, so give them a shot. Also, a great big shout out to our friends over at the Die Hard Disney Nuts Facebook group. They're a super great group of folks over there that are big Disney fans just like all of us are. And they've always been super supportive of our show. So, what up DDN fam? And I had to say it like that. I don't know why, but it's probably because it's late and I'm tired. Finally, and certainly not least, a huge shout out goes out to the FGP squad, our fairy godparents. Their support helps making these episodes possible, and if you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 per month just by going over to podcasters.com FGP. There you will find a little bit more information and a link to sign up. Plus, if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5 per month, you will get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button as a thank you for your support. Also, if you shop on Amazon, the next time you need to buy something, please consider starting off at podcasters.com Amazon. On that page, you'll find our big Amazon button, and if you click on it, you'll be taken to Amazon's homepage using our special referral link. Anything that you buy during that trip may earn us a small commission from your purchase. It's a great way to support the podcast with only a few extra clicks, and if you're already using the link, thank you guys very much for that. Remember that online you'll find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Just search for Podcateers. We'd love it if you'd take a moment to go follow, subscribe, and you know, give us a few thumbs up and hearts on all our stuff and everything. 
Plus, if you're looking for any of our personal social links, make sure to go to podcasters.com and in the about section, you'll find a who we are page with some quick bios on all of us and all of our personal social links. And that's it. I know it's a lot. I know it's a little bit longer than usual, but I, I had a lot to say, guys. I wanted to make sure that I got it all out. But that's it. If you guys are new to the podcast, welcome to the Podcasters family. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to hang with us for a little while. And if you like what you hear, make sure that you guys tell a friend about us. Here we go. It's time to jump into the episode. This is episode 192 of Podcasters. This is our podcast. We're a group of friends that loves Disney, technology, art, food, and more. This is Podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gavin, we missed you at the meetup, buddy. I know, man. I wish I could have been there. You know, you were with us in spirit. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Did you bowl a strike for me? Oh, dude, I got a great story. (laughs) I absolutely am horrible at bowling. I made that clear yesterday. And I started off with a magnificent zero. (laughs) Because I generally, I mean, what's the weight that you normally bowl at? Uh, I usually sit in the 10 to 12 range. Okay, that's about mine too. All right, and I couldn't find one that was 10 or 12 with holes that were big enough for my sausage fingers. (laughs) I found one where I thought my fingers fit, but it was 14 pounds, and I thought, ah, it's two pounds. What what harm could it do? So I went up to bowl my first frame, and by the way, we had two lanes reserved. I decided to very foolishly put my name on both lanes and play both (laughs) simultaneously. And uh, so I, you know, I'm bowling my very first one, and the holes on that 14 pound ball were just large enough for me to fit my fingers in, and also just small enough for my thumb to get stuck as I was about to release the ball, and my arm kind of went with the ball for a little bit right uh. before my thumb popped out. So from the very first frame, I hurt my shoulder. <laughs> Ouch, man! It was. An exciting time trying to bowl with a little bit of pain. I was, you know, I was pushing through. You know, I I couldn't disappoint everybody there. I was pushing through. But, you know, I got a big goose egg on the first frame. And from then on, we had this weird curse where everybody kept landing at least seven to nine pins every frame. Like, we could not get all ten. At one point, I joked around right before I went up and I said, look, guys. Wouldn't it be awesome if I went up and I bowled and then I hit Iron Man's hero pose, you know, where he's like punching the ground and stuff when he lands right out, you know, when he's coming in for landing and I get a strike. Like how amazing and symbolic would that be? So I go up and I'm hoping that somebody's vlogging this, right? Because I have the, the rig set up. And so I go and with all my might, I send that bowling ball to hit those pins and I hit the Iron Man hero pose and I get a strike. Nice. And I got a strike. And I swear to you, Gavin, <laughs> the feeling that came 
uh, over my body was not pain, but it was joy. It was glorious. And we are the champions, <laughs> played in my head in all of its glory. And I turned around, and half of the people that were there were all looking at each other. They were talking, and nobody was filming it. Oh. So, no, no, we were, we were watching. We were watching, to be fair. So, uh, like, Melissa uh, and... You know, our friends uh, Michelle and Andre from the Walt Vault podcast were down there, too. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, we, we totally saw it. Yeah, you, yeah, you did it. Go, bowler. And I thought, why didn't I just bring a tripod? <laughs> you should have. Definitely. I should have. So how many people showed up? Uh, it was very small. We had, I think, about 10 people total. Oh, still pretty good. There was uh, a lot of people that ended up saying that they got sick or were stuck in traffic. You know, mm -hmm. our buddy Jesse couldn't make it. I felt bad for him because he got stuck in traffic. And aside from that, we were supposed to be there for a few hours. And when we got there, Bullmore told us, well, you know, we got this other event going on at 7. So you guys got to be out of your lane by 6.15. I thought, wait, what? We don't start till 5. And most people aren't going to get here till 5.30. So us. we started pretty early. We started when we got there. It was just past like the 4.30 mark. Mm -hmm. It was still fun. I mean, we all ended up going to eat after. We all went out for Thai food. Oh, my Ooh, God. Nice. And so it good. was a pretty amazing experience. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that AJ's not here to talk about the amazing coconut sticky rice with mango that she had, <laughs> which I did not think she was going to share. But she I didn't, did. You know, in all honesty, I didn't think she was going to share either. <laughs> and you know what? I lost I the, I lost the nail trying to go for it <laughs> that's funny yeah if there's one thing that you don't want to threaten is aj's food portion she loves food she is a total foodie at heart and she'll uh, she'll share unless it's mango sticky rice yeah shout and out dude, to Fasai in garden grove yes. i totally get Nikki. it too because it was good nice it yeah, was the real owner, good it's funny the owner will text aj or Texas saying, hey, I have mangoes in. And then we'll either text her back, okay, save us one. So she'll actually save a portion for AJ. Wow. Normally when she makes it, she'll put it in a shape of a heart though. So and she'll give her extra mango. But yesterday she wasn't able to, or she wasn't making it yesterday. So, but yeah, she, Nikki, the owner definitely knows AJ loves mango sticky rice. That's awesome. That awesome. That's funny. So, yeah, it was delicious. I can't wait until we end up going back there. And then after we went out to Joe's <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, to get some, some shaved ice, some ice cream, it was quite the evening. Oh, you're not going to tell the story? recurring theme of song. <laughs> What's that? A recurring theme of a song that just kept playing over Oh, yeah. And over. So when did it start? Did it start at dinner? Yeah, so yeah. that dinner. Yeah, I I forgot what we were talking about, but all of a sudden we start talking about, you know, how things should be or what songs come up and all of a sudden in the eyes of the angel <laughs> and it just kept coming up time after time after time <laughs> for like everything. And at one point I started using it to try to get sympathy for more coconut sticky rice with mango <laughs> and I it worked. So that's a tip. If you guys want AJ to share her coconut sticky rice with mango, start singing Sarah McLaughlin and she might give you a taste of it too. 
It was so random, but it fit every single thing that just went wrong. It, it just came up. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Good times, good times. It was That's awesome. So uh, we're looking forward to the next one. Hopefully the flu season doesn't get as many people, you know, as we, you know, get closer to the next meetup. I think there's going to be a couple of things that are going to be coming up. So the first one is I would definitely like to do a meetup for – uh, Infinity War, since that's coming up, you know, we've gone to a couple of the Marvel films and this is the culmination of 10 years, you know, so we got to do something for that one. And also for episode 200 of the podcast that is coming up very, very soon. And I would love to be able to get together maybe outside of Tangaroa Terrace like we have in the past, record a live episode with a few people. It would be awesome. We can have some food and some drinks. The ahi poke that they have at Trader Sam's, love it. Totally recommend it. <laughs> so, yeah, more information on what time, what day we're going to be doing that is going to be coming up on our social network. So make sure that you guys keep an eye out for that because we would love to go hang out, probably you know, we'll maybe give away a couple of things or something. Who knows? It's episode 200. Anything It's going to be crazy, y'all. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be off the chain. I'm like a broken record right now. But can we do a meetup for Paint the Night? And I know it may be a little difficult for those who don't have a pass, but for those who do. Yeah, we could do that. We could that. also live stream. We could also live stream Ooh. it. For the people that can't make it, yeah. we could live stream it. I'm for it. <laughs> so is that for the very first show? Oh, I'm. Yeah, I will run after work straight to That's the park. That's a Friday, isn't it? Yes. The day comes back is a Friday night. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll have to make arrangements because that sounds like a really awesome meetup. Worst case scenario, Melissa will be there. You guys can all meet up with with her, and then we'll all meet up after and compare notes from the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds fun i would love to do one hopefully i can either get the day off or leave work early but by then gavin should be here Woo! yes right let's hope, let's hope so yeah that we're crossing our fingers mm -hmm. crossing our fingers the incredibles 2 trailer you guys saw it right yes. yep okay uh initial thoughts on this uh yeah. melissa go Oh my god, they're back, and I can't wait to see the movie. That's Gavin, it. go. Uh, I'm the same. I am very excited to see where they're going to go with this. I, I think it's a cool kind of flip the script idea, but I know that they're going to have some other surprises and tricks up their sleeves, so I'm not worried about it being a repeat plot. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the humor looks like it's there. The action looks like it's there. Super pumped. VJ, go. What Gavin said. <laughs> no, it's Incredibles is my favorite Pixar movie, and I cannot wait to see a sequel. And uh, since it's been what fourteen years, yes, in the making. Yeah. Did you? Guys... I, I'm I'm excited to see Jack Jack and all his different powers that yeah. he's gonna have. I'm more excited because the movie's gonna start right at the very end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah it continues right. off the from Underminer. number one. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's how you do a sequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I was concerned that there would be, like, more of a gap in time and we'd have to mm -hmm. deal with, you know, like, oh, Dash is a little older now and he's whatever. So yeah. I'm I'm glad that it doesn't skip a beat. It goes right into it. But with it going, continuing right after number one, 
it was kind of weird and you kind of touched on it gavin where it's a flipping of the script where Mm -hmm. okay mrs incredible gets to go out now and Mm -hmm. mr incredible stays at home and babysits but uh there was a there was a little quick clip of violet saying wait i thought we were all gonna Mm -hmm. go with you and Mm -hmm. mr incredible tells him to stay right there watch jack jack but then at the end of part one it's like they already went through all that and now they're actually going to be a superhero family, which I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. It, I was a little concerned when he said, OK, stay here. And yeah. Violet's like, but I thought we were a team. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. But like which you makes... said, I'm sure Pixar is going to not going to, you know, not going to reveal everything right away. So. Right. 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 But see, that makes me interested even more in the story, though, because I feel like there must be something extra involved in what's happening if that's right. the case, you know? So it it just gets me hyped for, you know, the twists and turns that I feel like are going to be in this, you know, because yeah. they, they've had some missteps with sequels in the last few years. And I think they've probably, hopefully, learned a lot of lessons from those. And Cars 2. It, Cars 2, <laughs> I, I, Finding Dory, to be quite frank, I, I didn't yeah. think was a very good story and uh i think they've probably learned from those missteps and they know that this one is the sequel that all of their fans have wanted forever and the pressure's on and they know they've got to deliver because they've given us a whole world of sequels and people are starting to get burned out by sequels so they know they've got to bring it with this one and uh so yeah things like that you're right it's it gives you a moment to like step back and be like wait if they're if they're a team they're a team if they're not they're not but it makes me excited because i feel like there's going to be some sort of plot twist involved in that yeah i completely agree with what you guys are saying and to touch a little bit on what gavin was talking about it's actually melissa touched on this too that this is taking place right after the first film right but i think from what i had read it's taking place like two or three weeks after the first film so not a month has passed since it happened. I could mm-hmm. be wrong about that, but from what I last read, I think that was how the story was structured. And just kind of seeing what the trailers have presented, this is very similar to what they did in the Marvel Universe when they when they signed the Sokovia Accords after the Avengers mm-hmm. kind of demolished everything and there was all these problems with people dying and stuff. So the government steps in and says, look, no more superheroes. Like, we are now going to control superheroes. And so it kind of feels like The Incredibles 2 is taking a page out of the MCU in that fashion. But at the yeah. same time... I hate to say this, and I hope you know I don't uh, make anybody angry when I say this, but it also looks like they're taking a page out of Wonder Woman's playbook here because they're making Helen the the hero in this movie. She's my favorite Incredible, so go Helen. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's going to be, like you guys said, uh, there is going to be some twists and turns, especially considering that, as far as I know, they haven't really revealed a lot about the villain in this in in this film yet. So yeah. what exactly is being fought for, who they're fighting for, there's not a whole lot about that out there right now and I think that's what I'm most excited about. I want to know who Void is. That's the only new mm. face that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Is who's Void? Is Void I... the the guy that hires Mrs. Incredible? I don't know. Who's that guy? The, um, what's his name? What's his name in um, all of? Isn't he the, the lawyer in that AMC show? 
Yeah, I know who who you're talking about, but I don't I don't <clears throat> I don't know if that's who I that thought is. that was his voice because it looks like him. Mm-hmm. Like Call Sal or wow, what is that show? Oh, uh Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Saul, there it is. Sal. <laughs> Saul, Sal, whatever. Uh it actually is. Yes. Nice. It's, oh Good wait, spot. it says the press release is clearly careful not to reveal many specifics beyond surface roles, but it seems like you wouldn't cast Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul and Catherine Keener from Get Out as the voices of the ultra-rich people without one of them being the film's villain. Mm-hmm. Isabella Rosalini is also Ooh, hmm. uh, Jonathan Banks, also from Better Call Saul. I guess he's going to be the head of the super relocation program. Hmm. Yeah, so it looks like they're kind of under hiding or something. I like how they have Isabella Rosalini because she's very similar to, um, oh, I can't think of her name, who did um, Mirage Mm. because she's no longer around. So I think she's a really good voice to just bring in to the cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. Elizabeth Pena was the voice of Mirage. That's cool. Yeah, so just like, um, you know, with the other videos, if you guys haven't seen the Incredibles 2 trailer or the teaser that they posted for the Olympics, you can head over to the blog over at Pocketeers.com. We ended up posting the teaser trailer from the Olympics in a recent blog post, and uh, we'll post anything new that comes up between now and then in, in this one as well. But it's good. I like it. I'm excited. Like you said, Gavin, I hope that they don't disappoint because mm-hmm. it's been so anticipated for so long. But, I mean, it's Brad Bird. What have you seen from Brad Bird that you haven't <laughs> liked? Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. Yeah. He's, he, uh, I have much faith in him. So Yeah, I have me too. Much, much expectation for this movie, and I, man, I can't wait. Me and too. the mode is back. Yay. Yeah. No capes, <laughs> darling. <laughs> you think it's going to tie in? With um, the Incredicoaster, since Edna Mode is supposedly the babysitter on that attraction, I think, you think so. It's gonna tie in. I think they're kind Ooh. of they're kind of all about that right now with the, like Guardians and you know with the way yeah. that Star Wars Land is gonna tie into the movies. Galaxy's I think Edge definitely Star Wars. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I think it's definitely gonna tie in with the Incredicoaster, and I think that's cool. I I would love to see more of a direct connection from park Mm -hmm. to attraction because that's how it used to be. You know, it used to be you were, you know, all of the rides, you know, or a lot of the rides that were based on movies. It was like a re-experience of the movie or it was a really direct connection to it. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope the Incredicoaster is all about those movies. I think it's a cool opportunity for them to, to kind of bring that back. And uh, I can't wait for Pixar Pier to open. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You'll get your chance to see it in June when Pixar Mm -hmm. Pier officially opens. How cool would it be? I know, look, I know people are all about technology and stuff, but how rad would it be to have an old school dark ride with the Incredibles a la, you know, Peter Pan and Snow White's adventure or scary adventures and Pinocchio, you know, all those in Fantasyland, Mr. Toad's Mm -hmm. Wild Ride. Let's get an Incredibles dark ride like that. Huh? Can we? That'd be awesome. I'm I'm down with any dark ride. I like the dark rides so much. Yeah. I wish they would do more of them. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. 
Hey, so since we're on the movies uh, subject right now, did any of you guys get a chance to see Black Panther this last weekend? No. No. What? But I, I want to. <laughs> what? You may be surprised that I have plans to actually see it, so I will be watching Black Panther this week. All right. I'm watching it tomorrow, or we're, we are watching it tomorrow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, no, in answer to your question, I did not watch it because it's not on the red box yet. <laughs> uh, I did plan on watching it today, and uh, we had family come over that prevented me from going to the movies unexpectedly. Unexpectedly? Yeah. So, okay. uh, I, I mean, everything that I've heard about it so far is remarkable, that the film has amazing mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. development. You know, all the characters are really well done. Uh, it's estimated that it brought in $192 million in its three-day debut this weekend. Isn't that That's awesome? awesome? It's the fifth yeah. biggest opening that of all time. Madness. Wow. wow. And with, with a ton of people being off work on, on Monday... Yeah. It's yeah. probably going to be yeah. huge. Does that count towards the weekend, though? You know what? I don't think weekend? so. I'm not sure. I Monday? think they just count Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But who knows? They might. Okay. But it came out. Didn't it come out Wednesday night? Like the preview? That's a good question. I don't know. No, I thought it's. I think it started Cause there was... Thursday night. Because around here, um, there was a couple theaters that were showing it on Wednesday night. I was like, wait, does it officially open on Thursday or Friday? Maybe due to, but, like, demand, they'll have it open early. Like, Star Wars. So, there was, well, you know how I didn't make it to the meeting, but I was in downtown Disney. Leaving around 10.30, there was a bunch of people coming in on a Thursday night. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, yeah, the movie. The movie's coming out. It's having a really good turnout, and I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. So considering none of us have actually seen it, uh, we obviously couldn't really talk about it. And yesterday at the meetup, uh, Andre was just going on and on about what an amazing film it was. So if I can get him to record like a mini review for the film, I'm going to try to stick it in right here. Hello, Podcateers listeners. Uh, This is Andre from the Walt Vault Podcast. I just wanted to give you some quick thoughts on the Black Panther movie that I saw in theaters on opening night. This is one of the best Marvel movies to ever exist. And it's a very important movie just in general in terms of its representation for not only just like black people, but also like the vision of a developed nation in Africa and like as warrior women and and all kinds of stuff like that. I loved it for all those aspects, but it's also just a very, very cool movie. There's a lot of very great action set pieces. Um, There's a great chase scene and an awesome fight at the end. Um, I really loved the amount of humor in this movie. It's a very uh, straightforward and dramatic movie, but they still managed to put a lot of fun humor in there, especially coming from um, T'Challa's little sister's character, uh, Shuri, who I absolutely loved. Um, I loved the villain. The Killmonger character is one of the best villains that Marvel has ever seen um, since like Loki. He's an extremely relatable and empathetic character who really like tugs on your heartstrings in a way where you're agreeing with the bad guy for a lot of the movie, which is uh, an interesting feeling to have uh, coming out of it. So I think you guys will really enjoy Black Panther. If you haven't seen it yet, go and check it out. Um, 
And also check out the Walt Vault Podcast, which you can find on iTunes and YouTube and Stitcher and Google Play and all those places. We are at the Walt Vault Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. So please check us out there. Thanks for listening. Bye. So uh, a big thank you to our friend Andre from the Walt Vault Podcast for giving us that mini review on Black Panther. Hopefully by the time that we record again, the majority of us will have seen it. And by the majority, I mean everybody except me, because that's usually how it just <laughs> works out for me. Yay. Yes. <laughs> you know, since we're talking about films and movies and stuff like that, uh, I wanted to touch on something that's been happening. Uh, I don't know if we brought this up in a previous episode, but Disney Movies Anywhere was a service that launched... Um, I want to say back in 2014, that was Disney's way of allowing you to have the digital purchases of all of your films in one convenient app so that if you were using an iPhone, you know, an Android, you could stream them and you could download them. The problem was that almost every studio has an equivalent app like this. So, you know, Hulu had it. Apple had their own app store where you could purchase movies. Google Play had their own movies. Amazon had their own movies. And so you had to commit, essentially, to one particular service, and there was no real way to consolidate. So to alleviate that problem, Mm -hmm. the Disney company released a service in October of 2017 called Movies Anywhere. And so Movies Anywhere was a collection of studios, which at the time before they had this deal worked out, it was 21st Century, uh, 20th Century Fox, Sony Pictures, Universal, Warner Brothers, and Disney. And what they did was they all collectively said, okay, look, we're going to just all bunch into this one service that Disney's creating. We're going to allow consumers to consolidate all of the films that they've purchased across all of these services into one convenient app. And first of all, I love this. I cannot tell you how much I love this because when we first started our digital collection, uh, my wife and I both had iPhones. And so, you know, we would purchase Blu-rays, you know, you get that digital code inside, you would redeem it. So we have a ton of Disney films inside of iTunes. When I purchase an Android, they would give me free films. Sometimes I would buy them. I would get gift cards for them, but they were all in the Google ecosystem. There was no way to play them on the Apple TV or put them on the iPads when the kids were going on a trip. And so this service, I think, is going to be fantastic for fans of movies and especially kids. You know, if your kids have tablets or devices where you can download these films. The reason I'm bringing it up is because... Disney has decided to shut down Disney Movies Anywhere on February 28th. And so we're cutting it really close with the release of this episode. So I want to make sure that we post it on our social media. We'll have a blog post about this. We'll post it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And we're going to post instructions on how you can merge all of your Disney content. And not just Disney. Anything that you've purchased from Amazon, iTunes, Google, all into this one app so that you don't lose them. Because since you've already redeemed those codes, you won't be able to redeem them again in Movies Anywhere. So what Disney has done is they've created a way for you to log in, create an account with Movies Anywhere, link all of the profiles and accounts that you have on other services, and then you'll get all of your digital films in one convenient app going forward. 
the primary holdout for this service uh, originally was something called ultraviolet which i i want to say was originally developed by sony uh, I don't remember because I think Sony Pictures is actually part of this deal. But somebody created Ultraviolet, and that was their own digital service. It was possibly one of the worst ones available. Uh, you cannot sync Ultraviolet directly to Movies Anywhere, but the new service will allow you to sync from a service called Voodoo, and Voodoo will allow you to merge with Ultraviolet. So if you create a Voodoo account, you can merge Ultraviolet and Voodoo will sync with Movies Anywhere. So you're essentially getting your digital library from Ultraviolet into Movies Anywhere. So again, I'm going to post instructions on how to do this in the blog post for the episode. You can head over to podcasters.com slash 192 for more information on this. Disney recently started sending out a bunch of emails reminding people that this is happening. But, you know, consider this your PSA for uh disney movies anywhere i'm actually doing it right now are you really (laughs) yeah yeah it's super useful to have everything on one you know if they made other things this easy imagine what a wonderful world we would live in if everything was as harmonious (laughs) as this is so far It'd be like Wally. You're just floating around in one of those chairs and everything sinks up to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're not that far from that. <laughs> and now I have defined dancing playing in my head. Nice. So good. good job, Gavin. You got it, buddy. <laughs> uh, all right. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the announcements that happened in Japan. But before we do that. Uh, I do want to send a quick shout out to Imagineering and a big congratulations because last year we ended up talking about Avatar Flight of Passage that opened up at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, Our friend Bianca had come on that episode and she told us what her experiences were. Every year, the Visual Effects Society has these awards that they give out to honor outstanding visual effects, either in television, in films, and any other media. And Avatar Flight of Passage won the award for outstanding visual effects in a special venue project. So cool. Yeah, that is awesome. This actually marks the second award that Flight of Passage gets because they also picked up the Thea Award for Outstanding Achievement for an Attraction. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, I just want to say congratulations to Imagineering. I've seen some of the videos, which kind of ruined it for me because you're not getting the full experience. Mm -hmm. But just from people's reactions, what people have told me and kind of watching what what happens in there. I'm so excited about what's coming to Galaxy's Edge because of the leaps and bounds that they've made in attractions and lands Mm -hmm. like Pandora and Flight of Passage. So congrats, Imagineering. Well done. So D23 Japan. Yes. D23 is happening in Tokyo. Gavin, lead us through some of the announcements that are happening at D23 right now. Yeah, totally. So as most... uh, avid disney fans know uh d23 the official fan club of disney does an expo every other year here in the states in anaheim and as of a couple years ago they started doing an expo in japan as well so um their expo just concluded this week and uh, just like ours uh, it was full of you know tons of announcements and panels and um, you know, all kinds of events that they had. Uh, I feel a little bad for the, the Japanese audience sometimes because I think most of the big announcements happen here. Um, and then the next year, they kind of get a lot of piggyback announcements. 
Um, so there, I don't feel like there was a ton of new information that was released, but maybe some more details about things we already knew were coming. Um, so a couple of things that got me really excited, I usually get pumped about the park announcements. And um, they talked about a lot of the attractions that are going to be happening in parks around the world. And uh, the first one that kind of caught my eye, uh, for all you Marvel fans out there, is uh, in Hong Kong, they're actually going to be doing an Ant-Man and the Wasp attraction, which yes. is going to be pretty sweet, I think. They're basically um, taking over the uh, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters ride, and they're using the same uh, infrastructure. It's going to be a shooting ride, but they're completely retheming it to Ant-Man and the Wasp. And if they're retheming is anywhere close to the retheming they did for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, then it's going to be amazing. So yeah. that, that one got me really pumped. They also uh, talked about a few of the things going on in, in Tokyo. Um, as many of you uh, park fans are probably aware, they're, they're doing a Fantasyland expansion um, yes. there, kind of similar to what they did in Disney World. Uh, with with basically an entire Beauty and the Beast land expansion that's happening, uh, we don't know. My faith. I know, we we don't know a whole lot of details about attractions yet, but they did reveal that the Beauty and the Beast ride is going to be um, a trackless ride, kind of like the Ratatouille ride in Paris. So that's that's exciting. They're furthering that technology. or Mystic Manor or Mystic mm -hmm. Manor. Yep. So I I think that'll be the first. Beauty and the Beast attraction anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't have any park. Yeah, so yeah. that's really cool. That's that's exciting. Um, but then they also announced that they're doing a Big Hero Six attraction, which I thought was interesting. I was really excited, and then I found out what it was going to be. It's basically oh, no. just another whip ride, like Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, and like the what is it, the Aliens ride that they're doing in Toy Story Land. So it's yeah. kind of just a little circular whip ride like that. So I, I was a little bummed about that. Really? Apparently, or Baymax is driving the vehicle. Sixth. Yeah. Baymax is like That's... sitting in the vehicle in front of you and you're just following him around, I guess. I don't know. I was a little, little bummed about that. Damn. So, yeah, it's the exact same platform. So uh, I think maybe they're overusing that a little bit right now. I mean, I enjoy Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. It's, it's mm -hmm. fun. Um, but I wouldn't want another version of that same ride at Disneyland or Disney World. You know, I, I don't know. I, there's not much to it. So it's, I guess if you need a ride for kids, it's a good option. Um, I would like to see them do something a little different now that this is the third iteration of that same ride, basically. Right. Maybe they got a deal. They yeah. bought four at a discounted rate. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what's coming to Paris? That's a, that's a good point. That's funny. That's a very that's, good point. I'm kind of upset. I I was I didn't read that about Big Hero Six, mm -hmm. but man, they could have done so much with a Big Hero Six attraction. Yeah, I agree. Imagine if you were a, like maybe like um, Flight of Passage. You're on the back of Baymax oh, and you're yeah. flying through San Francisco. Even if it's that something cool. like Soren, where you're not on yeah. a hang glider, but you're on Baymax, you know? I mean, they could do a lot with that, but whatever. It's a kid's ride, so <laughs> I am I mean, if I went, I'd go on it. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just laughing uh, to myself because all I imagine is, like, roller coaster Costco. It's like, oh, look, they got four of these whip rides on sale. 
Let's pick four of them up. <laughs> Go grab the big dolly. I'm telling you. That's amazing. <laughs> you're like, you, you're going to make that there, and you're going to put like, it here? Well, oh, but no, no, we don't different. have a lot of space. What do you got in the back? Well, we got one of them extra whip rides from the roller coaster Costco. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, so other than that, they, they made a couple announcements recently about um, the domestic parks. Uh, so, like, we know when Toy Story Land is going to open in Disney World, which is June 30th. So mm-hmm. that's that's really right around the corner. That's going to be here before we know it. Um, and then the week before that is when Pixar Pier is going to open, which will include the new Incredicoaster, and, uh, which we already mentioned. And, uh, you know, there's been talks about a new Inside Out themed attraction, but I don't think we have a lot of details about that yet. Um, I, think so from I, the... I think the Inside Out thing is just going to be the neighborhood that they're creating with like some kind of meet and greet or something. Yeah, it looks like what Flicks I read from ride. some of the D23 announcements, though, were that they they called it an attraction. They said there's going to be an attraction. So interesting. I feel like Pixar Pier is going to be more or less uh in phases and i don't think the whole offering is going to be open all at once i think um the general retheming and the incredicoaster is going to be the first thing and then there will be more things added um because i i read in some of the budgetary things this is really nerdy and lame but i read some of those press release kind of things and they talked about um it it was going to need a new attraction in order to be seen as a real viable expansion slash retheming of an entire land. Oh, so I, I do know that they're working on something. So uh, I'm interested to see what they could come up with uh, for yeah. a zany movie like Inside Out. It could be who knows what that attraction could be. It could be a million different things. Mm-hmm. But that's exciting. On the artist renderings on the pier mm-hmm. or what you've seen like on Disney Parks blog. It kind of looks like it's just going to be another version of Flix Flyers. Let's hope not. Do you have oh, did really? you guys see the picture? Yeah, cuz you it looks like it's like a semicircle and you see all the different uh the spheres that Riley has. It's you Riley, ride right? your feelings. Mm-hmm. It came true. <laughs> <laughs> but it to me when we were talking to some of our friends it just looks like Flix Flyers. So maybe okay. they did get a deal at Costco. You know what? (laughs) Uh, VJ's right because the concept art, it actually is inside of the structure of the roller coaster, of the Incredicoaster. Where Malaboomer used to be. Do you have the the picture? Uh, Yeah. So because they're not moving the structure of the entire coaster, they're just retheming around it. That ride is going to be like right, you can see it. Or you might be able to see it. Like the theming is you see all of the memory orbs around it. And it just looks Mm -hmm. like you're flying around in a bucket of some sort. That's just the color of one of the emotions. (laughs) Yeah, I bet one of their days are numbered. Okay, so considering this is just concept (laughs) art, maybe we can change Imagineering's mind. So here we go. You guys ready? Okay. So we build a Mecca Riley, right? And the line is to go stand inside of her head with four of your friends. And you each control an emotion. So on the screen, you're essentially looking through Riley's eyes. And you're, each one of you has to control how she controls that emotion to get through some kind of situation. And you eventually go and, uh, I don't know, fall in love with the kid in the film. 
How about that? You're welcome, Imagineering. I like it. You're welcome. I like okay, or it. Or how about uh-huh. we do something with the void where you are collecting orbs to go put back in before they change color. And you you roll around inside of this VR experience with bing bong because you have to somehow get to the wagon and fly up to drop all these memories off. Oh, you're welcome, Imagineering. There, yeah, there you go. That'll be one of the new Midway games. <laughs> <laughs> how about, or another thing, another idea. How about if it's going to be like Flix Flyers and you see how the wall has all the different uh-huh. orbs, mm-hmm. how about if they give you blasters and you get to <gasps> shoot the orbs, one yeah. like, say your team angry okay. or anger, and then you get to shoot them red, and then somebody <laughs> who's joy gets to shoot them yellow. So whoever oh. has the most at the end of the flight then maybe a song or like you see that okay. emotion. Nice. That would be awesome. I like that okay. idea a lot. I like that. And you're like, I'm just a sadness. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> <all these> sadness. <laughs> this is right, Pat and Pending Pocketeers. You're welcome to engineering. Just send us a check. Just, you know what? Don't even send us a check. Just, you gotta just get dragged submit off. to the Patreon. We'll be good to go. Become fairy godparents of Pocketeers. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I would have settled for like first scene of everything and being the first to write it. Uh, yeah, you're shooting mm-hmm. too low, Melissa. Let's let's let Imagineer and become <laughs> uh, fairy godparents of the podcast. So, Perfect. what do you guys think about the the entryway, the redesign of the entryway, the marquee for? Oh, Paradise I like Gear? it. It's cute. I, mean, I like it. Especially when the lamp yeah. is going to turn on at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If it was jumping. That'd be dope. <laughs> Every two minutes it jumps. Who knows? It might still do that, right? I mean, it is concept art. Yeah. We don't know everything that's coming, but if they had Luxo Jr. jumping, that would be rad. Right? That would be so cool. Yeah. Because they said it wasn't going to be... F- I heard, maybe I have it wrong, but that uh, the logo and everything isn't going to be finished in April, I think. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be worked mm-hmm. on until June. Right. I don't know if that's right. I'm gonna have to double check that, but that's what I heard. Like the the Luxo lamp's not gonna be there <sighs> until June. Yeah. Did you you guys hear that? I, I heard something no? similar. If we yeah. have to wait, consider you know, like you were saying, Gavin, this is phase one, right? They're they're putting in this new attraction, mm-hmm. all this stuff's going on. I'm okay with phase two, including taking down Mickey Mouse and putting up the Luxo ball so that it kind of wraps the entire land together. If that's a phase two thing, I'm all mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I I don't like the idea of what? the ball. I I want I want a character no, face dude. on there. I I like the idea of changing it from Mickey to something Pixar, but Mike I personally Wazowski. want a character. <laughs> like he would be perfect for it. Yeah, that's what originally what I said. Like I, Mike Wazowski's eyeball, right? And then it maybe like blinks every so often, mm-hmm. but that would mean mm-hmm. that oh, Mike oh. represents the entire Pixar universe and I don't feel that that's true like yeah. I feel that Luxo Jr it's gotta be something from Toy Story I don't even think from Toy Story well I mean look the Luxo ball appears in almost every film it also appears in Toy Story but considering the Luxo ball and Luxo Jr are synonymous with how Pixar got started I think that is the per like the big star with the yellow and the blue. No, I'm I'm so for this. I, that's a phase two. I think Andre and Wally B need their time. That's what really got Pixar. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that they it should just be John Ratzenberger's face. <laughs> <laughs> just Aloha shirts. Just put Aloha shirts go. right there, and it just changes. How about if they had an image that changed every like minute? 
Oh, like the characters. Too small of the there characters you go. That he was. I like that idea. <laughs> I like that a lot. How would they do that? With projections or a giant screen? Yeah. LCD, man. Both. I don't know. LCDs. LCD, yeah, there you go. <laughs> They'll set another record. Disney produces the largest LCD screen that could be seen from space. <laughs> and what do you see? The many faces of John Ratzenberg inside of Pixar films. <laughs> if they had to keep it a circle, why not the Luxo ball, but in motion, like it was rolling? Not just yeah. with the pier um, or with the fun wheel, but look like it was actually mm-hmm. rolling. I like that. I like I that. like it. I like the idea. So what else we got, Gavin? What are the other changes that they announced? Um, that's the 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 only other big thing that I saw um, that I really took note of was some of the concept art that they released for the new Star Wars hotel, which will be um, their newest resort uh, hotel in Disney World. Um, the the they released some what did they call it? Uh, it was a video, but they they called <laughs> it some sort of a living concept. Living art. concept, yeah. Which which looks cool. You know, you're gonna have all these viewport kind of windows <laughs> around the resort, and there's gonna be space battles happening and whatnot. It, it looks super intensely immersive, and that's exciting. I think that's really cool. The other cool thing is that it's going to be directly connected to Star Wars Land. Galaxy's and Edge. so sorry, <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. I'm I'm always gonna do that. It's just gonna be the thing. Uh, Actually, it's Galaxy's Edge. Everything else is something land. Anyway, I think it's cool that it's gonna be attached to that land and you're gonna have direct access to it if you stay at that resort. So yeah. if you're a total Star Wars nut, you could go there and just lose yourself in the world of Star Wars the entire time if you want to and never kind yeah. of break the illusion. So I think that's awesome. You know how in the that picture, the moving, what was it called again? Living Concept. The living Concept Art. <laughs> yeah, that. See how it's in space? But then when you go into Galaxy's Edge, obviously you're on a planet. So what's going to be the transition? Are you going to have this like queue where... Like a spaceport. This isn't Star Trek. You know? (laughs) They could come up with something like that. Pretty sure in all the Star Wars movies, they have to take some sort of flight. (laughs) You take a Star Tours thing down there? A Star Speeder. You take a Star Speeder down. They could have trams or something that have screens on the windows so you never feel like right. you go outside and you feel like you land exactly you know at a planet that would be awesome like some sort because of I'd, transport it's gonna system. be a hard transition just like hmm, doors just sliding doors like the supermarket oh now you're at galaxy's edge <laughs> right like what do you you know so i think that'd be cool if they have like a little staging or a little show while yeah, you're moving i agree i'm sure they will that that would be awesome but I mean, I, if you're going to be wearing Star Wars garb, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it makes me wonder, you know, we've had this announcement of this new, whatever, six-star resort at the Disneyland resort that they're building. But it seems to have zero theme to it. And I'm just wondering why they're doing such a cool, immersive-themed project in one of the domestic parks, but not here. I I find that really weird. Like, I'm not sure why they wouldn't want to leverage what they're known best for, which is themed experiences, and do that mm-hmm. at the Disneyland Resort as well. I think because we're getting a new parking structure, so there goes half the money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. And the space. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like Star Wars. He got me saying it. <laughs> it's not like Galaxy's Edge is right next to where Rainforest Cafe is right now. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take that bridge over, you know, but. That's true. But I mean, even even if they don't do a specifically Star Wars theme, they, they could do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just I just find it interesting, you know, that the closest thing they have to really to a theme is with um, the Grand Californian. And, you know, that's more of just like an architectural theme than anything. So I don't know. I just find it interesting that there's nothing really to compare to some of these really themed resorts that they have in Disney World in California. Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, because you have the Grand Floridian, you have the mm-hmm. Contemporary, you have Polynesian. all those like Beach Club, our favorite, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's so many different mm-hmm. things. Even the art of animation and and stuff like that, where they've got a cool theme, uh, that just mm-hmm. isn't isn't in existence at the Disneyland Resort, and it's that's a little disappointing. But you could even hear the music in the pool mm-hmm. when you're underwater. I know. I want to try that so bad. <laughs> For the hotel, that's because um, we're gonna. You know how we're gonna have a new hotel at Downtown Disney. There hasn't been any word about that, like how what it's gonna be. Mm-mm. No, that's the that's what I'm saying is that it's basically just gonna be really nice. Yeah, but no actual theme of anything. Mm. Mm. Oh, there's got to be something. I'm sure that they'll mm-hmm. release more information yeah. next year at D23 here in Anaheim. Yeah, because we yeah. have the concept art, but not much more because they still haven't announced what's gonna happen to the AMC, the Rainforest Cafe, ESPN. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember we talked about it and. You know, we had said that possibly they're going to bring all of that into the hotel since it's going to be such a large structure. The first floor may have all of those amenities the same way that, you know, uh, hotels in Las Vegas have. You know, they have like the mm-hmm. shops on the first floor, all of the, the rooms and accommodations on other floors. So, right. I think it's going to be a combination of something like that. But mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, it does give. I mean, look, think of all the jobs that just opening that hotel is going to open up for Anaheim. It's going to be big for the city, and it's going to be big for Disneyland, obviously. But right. Gavin, was that everything that was announced? I mean, is that there was one other thing that of note? Um, they they talked a little bit about the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction at that's coming to Epcot, which uh, it's going to be pretty epic. And uh, apparently it's going to be one of the, if not the biggest uh, enclosed roller coasters in the world. And um, they're going to be using some sort of unique ride system is going to be involved in it. And, you know, we don't know a whole lot other than that. But basically, if we think about the, the, the e-ticket type attractions that they've done in the last few years, if it's anything on the level of... Mission Breakout and Flight of Passage, I'm sure it's going to be just amazing. So I'm looking forward to seeing more details come out about that um, as they're released. But right now, that's about all we know. And then they they talked a little bit about the Mickey Mouse ride. um, But again, they didn't really reveal much that they didn't already reveal at the expo here. So that's another one that I'm going to keep my eye on because, um, you know, that's it's really the first true Mickey Mouse attraction that they've ever done. Right. That's, that's any sort of a ride. So that one's got my interest peaked. Um, other than that, I don't know. Did you guys um, see any other highlights that you guys wanted to talk about? Oh, Gavin. I think so. You think you missed something. Oh, Gavin. What did I miss? Oh, Gavin. What did I miss? I'm disappointed in you, buddy. 
<laughs> the, the... I can't believe you skipped right over Disneyland Paris. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. So Disneyland <laughs> Paris is getting a retheming for Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, it's yeah, being rethemed with the Avengers, of course, headed by Iron Man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've never been on that attraction because I've never been at Paris before. I'm a little jealous, but considering the Summer of Heroes is coming, they are, you know, I don't know how long that they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to keep bringing it back year after year, but the fact that they are retheming Rock and Roller Coaster, it's a big deal. I know a lot of people like it. You know, they're fans of Aerosmith or just the nostalgia of having the Aerosmith music play on that attraction. But mm -hmm. dude, Avengers and Iron Man, Iron Man is taking over Disneyland Paris. Why not here? That's all I'm Do saying. Do we know if that's, is the rock and roller coaster the same there as it is in Disney world? I believe or so. Is it different? I believe is it's it the exact, exact same, same one. Yeah. That's cool. No, we could ask, we could ask AJ, but she's not here. She's Aww. been on both. <laughs> Well, we'll ask we her next episode. We'll ask her next episode. <laughs> nice. All right. Sorry I missed your boy. Oh, if, even if they <laughs> retheme that, um, Melissa and Gavin, you've, you guys been on Rock and Roller Coaster, right? Yeah. No, it did not exist no? when I went. Oh, okay. Well, Melissa, when you went, mm -hmm. like, were you able to... I'm just trying to imagine, since it's going to be indoors, mm -hmm. it's going so freaking fast, how would they retheme it where you actually see stuff? Projections. No, it's it's it goes really fast. Like the stuff that they have is under black light, so you see mm -hmm. like bright colors as you. Yeah, like you see the Hollywood sign. Yeah. But even when you're seeing it, it's going so fast. Like mm -hmm. I don't know how you can concentrate and say like, "Oh, look, hidden Mickey on Iron Man's chest," or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how now are the... you gonna see everything that's going on? And it if you put your head to the right or left while you're on that ride, yeah. and you're going in the corkscrew. You're probably going to come out like with, <laughs> do you have any neck braces with Mickey print on it, please? <laughs> See, like the um, when you go in and you're going through the queue, they could do something really cool because it's um, a, you have like this little mini show in the beginning. So you see, mm -hmm. you know, Aerosmith come out, blah, blah, blah. You're like in their um, recording studio. Right. And then after that, you're going into um, to load afterwards. So that could be rethemed. I could see that happening. But the roller coaster, it just, the moment that, it's like screaming. You start really fast. Yeah, it takes mm -hmm. off fast. So it's not like, oh, let's start here and slowly come up. No, it's not like that. It's just, boom, you're you're going. And if you're so not going to be It's probably going to be light. similar to what they did with the Tron coaster. You know, where it's it's just kind of visual elements and less of a actual storyline with like characters that you see. That's what I would assume. I, I think the story is going to be the pre-show, like you said, mm -hmm. and it just kind of sets up this, you know, you're blasting off on some sort of adventure. Um, and it's really just going to be a kinetic experience where you see lights and sounds and, mm -hmm. you know, you'll probably hear those, you know, iconic avengers type sounds like uh tony stark's suit powering up and things like, like that the, like the sound effects yeah yeah you'll hear okay. it but you know it won't be quite like space mountain where you can project you know a star wars space battle and actually kind of see it and partake in it yeah 
I disagree. That's what I would assume. I disagree. Oh. <laughs> I think it's going to be projections. I think the entire show building will become a giant canvas of projections, and you're going to be flying through some kind of city as you're flying around with Iron Man, and uh, you're part of the Avengers Initiative or something. I, that's what I think. I mean, everything we're seeing has to do with projections and 3D and VR. That's the road we're going, guys. It's going to be projections. And right, uh, so Have who- you seen any videos on rock and roller coaster like on like footage while on the attraction i have not but it's easy to change out those black lights to regular lights <laughs> very <laughs> simple watch the video first if they made it slower maybe but or maybe oh you know what how about if they did a virtual reality oh, bj thing? you can't make gravity oh, no. slower <laughs> it's just not in the physics you don't think virtual reality wouldn't be a thing if they had the void goggles on now Pretty that cool. I could see. Because look, yeah. it's n- it's not unprecedented, right? Six Flags right. just did their VR coaster about a year and a half ago, and it made big news because it was the first time something like that was happening. You're going through the roller coaster experience, but you're seeing a completely different scene on a set of goggles. I think mm-hmm. if they don't do projections because you're saying it's so fast, I don't know how it works, right? I don't know if it's just like Space Mountain where it doesn't have anything that will propel it forward because Space Mountain is one of the only coasters that works on gravity alone. Mm-hmm. Like it goes faster depending on the weight of the physical coaster. Right. So I don't know if Rock and Roller Coaster is the same way, but uh, I think if they're going to retheme it, it's either going to be projections. And if what you guys are saying is true, that it goes way too fast for that. The other way to do it is exactly what VJ said. Throw the VR element in there. Get some goggles into each of the into the, each of the carts on the track, and you got a whole new roller coaster. I'm so for it. Let's do it. Let's bring it here. <laughs> Podcasters meet up in Paris. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll meet by the churros. So, but from what we've heard, rock and roller coaster in Walt Disney World is staying exactly the same. Nobody's touching that. Right. foreseeable future right it'll be interesting it's exciting you know i think like you said gavin uh, before we started saying all of this that it's difficult when they go and do these expos in other locations or they have events because you feel like they want to save the major news for here in anaheim right and mm. i know that there was talks originally about doing d23 in florida i don't know if that's ever going to happen but if a lot of the announcements were just piggybacking off of stuff that we heard last year. I think that's why we're still kind of questioning, well, what else did we get? You know, just a couple extra things here and there, but not anything substantial that's like this breaking news, right? A lot mm-hmm. of it is just adding on top of what we already knew, which is fine. Right. I like when they trick a lot of information like that because it, it makes you more excited for the things that are coming and especially if you're traveling, you tend to be more excited about that, too. Are we not going to discuss a very, very fun and bright and colorful new thing that's going to be coming on uh, June 23rd? <laughs> not going to probably shut up until I see it again, but paint the night, new float. And if you heard last week's episode, we were totally off. <laughs> <laughs> we were! Yeah, I was off. What's... I was wrong. I apologize. What's crazy is that we were talking about what we thought was going to happen and 
like literally the very next day after we recorded, all these announcements came out. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I think part of what we do is we speculate about things that are going to come or we talk about some of the rumors that are floating around and whatnot. But I had fun thinking about what it could be. And more importantly, I think Hulk Hogan won the vote. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? I think so. Oh. so I was... You better believe it, brother. <laughs> so in case you guys are wondering what we're talking about, uh, shortly after the announcement of The Incredibles Float, which is going to be the latest addition to Paint the Night, we were having our group chat. And uh, I forgot, I think it was VJ that said, oh, well, yeah, who did it best, right? And he posted a picture of Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Mr. Incredible doing, you know, that like pose with their arms. And so we like as quickly as possible took that idea and we threw it up on the Instagram and we asked people, vote, who did it best, Mr. Incredible or Hulk Hogan? And Hulk Hogan <laughs> won. He's still the, the greatest. OG. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, he did create that pose. Yeah, so. I mean, Hulkamania is still running wild, apparently. That's hilarious. Did you guys see the picture I ended up doing? Like the overlay with uh Oh, Hulk yes. Hogan? Yes. yes. <laughs> Hashtag dead. <laughs> So that that float to me in the concept art looks truly massive. So uh, that's what I'm interested to see is in real life actually how big it is because it looks to me like it's going to be the biggest float in that yeah, parade. It looks way bigger than And that's that. saying something because there's a couple of really big floats in that parade. So uh, it'll be impressive to see in person, I think. Yeah. And just to touch on what we said last last episode, if there was any question lengthwise what property was dominating paint the night it's definitely pixar properties oh yeah <laughs> oh now side comment shout out to our buddy sam who's helped us co-host he's appeared on the podcast several times we were going back and forth on twitter on this concept art and now i can't unsee something that he mentioned when you guys look at the concept art of the drill on the float mm -hmm. he said mm -hmm. oh i can't unsee a christmas tree now and <laughs> oh, that's all yeah. I see now. All I see is a Christmas tree. Yeah, it kind of oh, looks no. like that. I agree. Like you see Frozone's we'll ice. I know, right? But you see Frozone's <laughs> ice going around, and it looks like icicles. And uh, Sam, <laughs> I need to go see this now. I love you, buddy. But now I can't unsee the Christmas tree. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's funny. Uh, you think the drill's gonna spin? I hope so. Yeah. I bet it will. All the other floats are pretty pretty kinetic with moving parts and things like that. At least or if it doesn't, at least the lights will simulate a spinning effect. You know, True. the lights right. will be swirling mm -hmm. around it. Something. That'll probably easier. That'll be yeah. yeah, it'll definitely be easier to program lights instead of the physical structure. I mean, look how much trouble they've had yeah. with Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. You know, so Oh, that's exciting. I can't wait for all these things to come especially uh, for next year's expo when they start announcing some of the new things that hopefully are going to be coming to California adventure in Disneyland. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm a futurist. I love to see what comes next. So totally. All right, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. What do you think? I think so. We've talked for quite a while. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys have any comments or questions about anything that we talked about in this episode, you can get a hold of us a few ways. You can leave a comment in the blog post for the episode, which is over at pocketeers.com slash 192. 
You can also leave a comment either on the Facebook or Instagram post. Shoot us a message over on Twitter. We're Podcateers. You can also send us an email to comments at podcateers.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on any of the things that we talked about. And uh, make sure that you head over to the blog post to move all your movies over and stuff like that. Uh, also, if you guys wanted to learn a little bit more about the team, we just updated the Who We Are page on Podcateers.com. So head up to the About section, drop down the menu. You'll see the, the menu there. It'll say Who We Are. You'll get a little bit of a bio for all of our new team members there. So make sure that you guys go check that out. Uh, and see our faces. Yeah, see our faces. <laughs> that way you guys have faces to go along with the voices that you guys hear. Uh, also... This episode of Pocketeers is brought to you by our fairy godparents. <laughs> if you would like to become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month just by heading over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information on becoming a part of the FGP squad. On that page, you'll find a little bit of information about what a fairy godparent is. It's essentially a patron via Patreon. And there you will also find a list of all of our current fairy godparents, a button uh, with some info on how you can sign up. Plus, if you sign up for at least a how much, Melissa? Five dollars. A month contribution. You also get the exclusive fairy godparent button, which, by the way, looks absolutely awesome. I'm not going to get tired of saying that. Pat myself (laughs) on the back. Oh, my arms are still sore from yesterday. I can't do that. (laughs) But that's okay. So for $5, you can get the awesome Fairy Godparent button. To all of our Fairy Godparents, we just want to say thank you guys for your added support every month. Now, I've never done this before, but I I don't know about you guys, but I loved last week's Amazon plug because I I dug the little aliens. So, I mean, I want to thank Disney for two, you know, for stepping up to the plate and giving us some oohs and ahs during the Amazon plug. And I am not going to ask them to replicate that because that was magical. Okay. we Especially since there's a Disney for one right now. There's Disney for one, and I don't think they can replicate it. So I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to just use last week's recording now. Also, if you shop on Amazon, the best way to help us out is to start off your journey at podcateers.com slash Amazon. There you will find a big button that when you click it will take you over to Amazon's page using our special link. And anything that you purchase during that shopping trip can earn us a small commission. So to everybody that's taking the time to do that, thank you guys for that added support. Again, the link to go to is podcateers.com slash Amazon. That is perfect. Oh, that's how it works, guys. It's the magic of editing. You could just plug in whatever you want. Like, all of a sudden, we can have those few magical notes that you hear from the beginning of Paint the Night right here. And, of course, everybody is going to go like, ah, oh, my God, I love it, I love it, because that's just how it works. But that is the magic of editing. So let's wrap up this episode. Any final words from any of you before we wrap it up, guys? Nope. I'm just counting the days until Paint the Night is back. Oh, yeah. Less than two more months. Can't wait for Black Panther. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gavin. That was awesome. You so silly. <laughs> so a quick thank you to our buddy Andre from the Walt Vault Podcast for his quick review on Yay. Black Panther. Thank you, Andre, for sending that over. 
So, until next week, here's to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Adios. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get a rar from Gavin again. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. <laughs>